was totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I missed my show. Don't argue with me, you man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. All right, welcome back to Geek Parenting Podcast. Yeah. It's not safe for work. Nope. Put your headphones in, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't let your kids listen to this episode, you asshole parents. <laughs> is, it, is this why I'm on? Yes. Is it like yes. specifically? Yes. Like, yes. we're going to make it not safe for work, because... Hey, we're going to go around the table. That voice you're hearing is none other than the geek therapist himself. A.A. <laughs> Ron, As the geek therapist. Uh, hey, funny Aaron. story. I actually had a, a server um, bring me my food. I think it was uh, R&R Barbecue. And they're and like, A.A. Hey, Ron. And, <laughs> and, and then they realized that what they did immediately. <laughs> and like, oh, uh, Aaron. And it's, uh, oh, no, it's fine. What? I know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, running the boards, we have Yanni, the Slappy Nuts. Hi, y'all. Can you hear him? <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's Slappy. And uh, Mr. And Nerdy then, at Home Dad. Yeah, James, Nerdy at Home Dad. And then you yeah. got... Oh, sorry. No, yeah. No, 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 go no. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then you got Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Sarah, Doctor of Peace. You can find me on Instagram as Dr. Peace. Twitter, The Real Sarah. I'm still giving away stuff. I've still got a ticket to Comic Con, which a Thursday ticket, Thursday which ticket, is, which is very important because yeah, it's you can Mark see Hamill, the Joker himself. What? Turn your cell phones off, please. <laughs> Sorry, this is just silent. like a movie theater. Yeah. Damn it! I forgot mine too. You wouldn't answer your phone while you're podcasting, would you? Yeah, that's what the commercials would say. Uh, and I'm uh, Mike Tui. Where can we find you? At Watchtower Cafe, making the coffee drinks. And uh, they're so delicious. Fifteen eighty-eight South State Street. Or deep in Atlantis, or even possibly rising from the grave, mm-hmm. because you are now the crow. I'm the cr- what? Jason Momoa just what? got cast as the crow. What? Cool. I didn't hear that. Awesomeness. It just came out today. Yeah, well, that's cool. I can get behind that. They're doing another crow, huh? <laughs> for better or for worse. For are they for worse. are they rebooting the original story? Or is this going to be like another spinoff? You know? I don't even want to dip in that water. I live most likely since it's 2016. It's a reboot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what's hot nowadays. It's the era yeah, of like, What can we reboot? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they they could have that's Jason Momoa reenacting or um, recast as uh, Eddie Furlong's character. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the crow. <laughs> if it's gonna be a real reboot, then, then someone has to shoot him. In, oh in no, 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 no! Too soon. See, no, see, still here's too the soon. Thing. Still too soon. He has to die. No, oh. <laughs> with a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> Who used the real harpoons? <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> I've already derailed this podcast, much like my own. <laughs> and that's parenting, folks. Yep. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about you as a geek parent and uh, and what you bring to parenting as a geek. <laughs> a lot of future therapeutic issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Okay. So, so my better half, uh, one of my two other hosts, uh, the geek therapist, Katie. Um, the two of us have have got kind of a united front in corrupting our child and making sure <laughs> that he is a geek. Um, and we succeeded at a very le- very early age. But um, I don't know if there's necessarily anything in particular that 
that differentiates a geek parent from a regular parent. But I think I think a parent that embrace, embraces you know geekiness and fandom or however it is that you want to define it, um, they understand accepting what somebody enjoys, what somebody loves, what somebody yeah hopefully not you know full blown obsession like in a in a negative way. I mean. Like my obsessive Disney disorder. Yeah, let's not get into OCD or OCPD or any of that kind of stuff. Sarah's down with ODD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oppositional defiant disorder? (laughs) Obsessive Disney disorder is my husband. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I mean, it's the one thing that I have to say that, you know, I have a limited limited experience with my own father. Growing up, but um, you know, it's always one of those things when you're a kid that you want something you can relate to with your parents because mm-hmm. for the longest time, and if, if you're going through the developmental stages of, um, you know, the the standard psychoanalytic models, um, for the longest time, your parents. I mean, one of your first revelations as a child is your parent is not you. It's not some sort of bizarre fucked up hentai, you know, <laughs> amalgam that, you know, forms in front of you only. I mean, that's, that's going into objects. your first revelation as a child was none of the churches are true. <laughs> <laughs> no? Too soon? <laughs> I'm going to be careful wading into that water real quick. <laughs> only because I don't want to alienate <laughs> your listeners. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, with with the fact that you know my son, my seven year old son's gotten into Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and all the stuff that I got into as a kid, even though there's newer incarnations of all this stuff, it gives that ready, that already built in connection of you know sharing time together and having something to talk about. Because I remember when I was growing up, my mom did the best she could, but the second that I started talking Star Wars or GI Joe or anything like that, I mean, it was just you know, completely blank-faced and, you know, shut up, kid, you're bothering me. No, not really, but... So I think that... I think we have an advantage as, you know, geeky parents that that we have more avenues to connect with our kids um, and well, explore also, creativity. The, like, uh, that's... The, the Bible stories, I remember what I remember from, like, Sunday school and everything, where they, they, they tell stories and morals, moral tales that teach some sort of lesson because kids will latch on to that. That's why Jesus taught in parables and the kind of relating these stories to kids makes it more relatable, right? And now we have stories that not only they're all familiar with, but all their friends are familiar with too. It's stories and and things that they like and we can kind of weave our way in and out, which is what I do, like kind of pick and pull parts of those stories to, to, uh, give them moral lessons. And it also, I, I mean, like, depending on some of the stuff that they're watching, I mean, um, you can you can introduce them to some of the more complicated historical aspects of human nature. Ancient aliens. Yes, it, absolutely. Well, it's funny you say that. Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but not in that way. Crystal skull. No, that was one of the things. My son was first introduced to um, Indiana Jones primarily through the Lego game. Um, My son, too. Yeah. Um, and then when he found out they were movies, he was all for it. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time with him um, teaching him the difference between what's happening in a movie and what's real life. And so he would, 
there's times where like we're watching like a superhero show or something that's got kind of an alternate history like mm -hmm. i mean you can just do like back to the future as an example mm -hmm. and he would ask now did that happen in real life or is that just in the movie mm -hmm. so here comes um raiders of the lost ark mm. and dax <laughs> goes that's my son's name if i didn't mention it earlier he goes it's a good thing the nazis were fake Oh. <laughs> and I went, oh, buddy, oh, let's talk about that just a little bit. And and I mean, it was like, he, when I told him that they, you know, they were real, and I'm not going to crush him by saying, yeah, and there's neo-Nazi groups around, and Donald They're Trump. They're still here. <laughs> um, they sleep on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> you have brown eyes, child. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, that went dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 gave us something that we could relate to, something that we could, you know, a complex concept um, refined down into a storytelling element mm. instead of having to get into just, you know, the... the Faith history. Yeah, I mean, we're not showing him Schindler's list yet, but that's on the list when he gets older. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your growing up geek, <laughs> what you're into. How much time you got? Oh, well, um, you have 45 minutes, right? <laughs> roughly. <laughs> um, well, it's, I, I was raised in a single-parent home, and my father didn't really play much of a part of my life between the ages of 3 and 13. However, from 13 until I became a legal adult, I'm still not emotionally an adult, <laughs> um, he, he came back in my life and was a, was a positive influence. So, you know, even though he's dead, i got to give him that. So, <laughs> um, but... I think, from what I understand, the very first movie that I saw in the theater was Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this is back before the days of VHS. And I was born oh, in yeah. 1977, but mm -hmm. I'm a little, I'm two months younger than, than Tui. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to wait for one of the re-releases of A New Hope to hit the theaters to see that. And then I remember my grandparents taking me to see that. So because of that era, I was inundated with Star Wars action figures, yep. posters, everything Same like that. You. So, I mean, like, I, I it, it, basically I was infected by that right off the get-go. And I do recall even later on, um, my grandparents um, played a huge part of my childcare between, you know, the time I started. It basically... Uh, from age three until um, eight or so, um, well, even longer. But anyway, um, I remember very early on, I got roped into playing Dungeons and Dragons with my best friend's older brother. I, he was Titanic. He was. Well, th that's one thing I have to get. That never seemed to really float around in in Mormon culture. Oh no. I was living in Hawaii during the time of Dungeons. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to get borderline blasphemous here with the LDS faith, but I I I think, you know, for a religion that believes you're going to get your own planet if you're good enough and you get to populate that on your own, Dungeons and Dragons is just like a lateral promotion. <laughs> so <laughs> you're alienating our listeners. No, and I I mean, but the thing Mormonism is, is the best RPG. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, just on a on a total. All of the RPGs <laughs> is the one true RPG. Listen, I mean, full disclosure, I'm an atheist, but I was raised LDS, and and the only reason why I'm bringing this up is is I do, I don't take my atheism into you know determining if a person is worth knowing or not. Point being is is that um, I have found a lot of LDS people are 
even the most devout are far more open to to, to geekiness, to, to to Harry Potter and to Lord of the Rings and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where, whereas with the with the ultra conservative fundamentalist type, they they get really wiggity about that. Mm-hmm. To well, those are the wiggity, ones that are yeah. Those are the ones that are Harry Potter out of our schools. Yeah. yeah. The devil. Well, that's one thing that we noticed here at Watchtower was, you know. A lot of coffee shops and breweries and distilleries locally here will will kind of uh, take little little jabs at at the church, like you know the polygamy porter from Wasatch, yeah, yeah, and um, you know Jack Mormon coffee, and you could do that because their their customer base are most likely not j- going to be Mormon, most of them. Uh, when we first started. I mean, we were kind of think about doing stuff like that at Watchtower that would be funny. Um, but then, as you know, the longer that we were open, the more we realized how many of our customers were LDS. Yeah, um, you don't want to make any and assumptions. And we're like, well, it's because of the geeky nature of our business mm-hmm. yeah. that it really, it kind of, it crosses all borders and all lines. Like, you know, Star Wars speaks no, no language, no religion. Mm-hmm. And anyone can be a Star Wars fan, no matter what religion you are. Although the first time I told my mom I was going to Watchtower, she goes, "Why are you going to a Jehovah's Witness?" I was, I was, I was going to say, if there's a group that you want to to, to make fun of, that's all you need to do is make the Jehovah's Witness drink. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. there you go. They come sometimes too. Yeah, they I had, love our spot. I had I had to chase some off from my front step the other oh. day. Send it to our coffee shop. <laughs> so so anyway, going back to that, um, I remember when I got wrapped into Dungeons and Dragons, and my and I think my grandparents had you know heard some rumbling because it was a, it was during the Satanic Panic, even though they mm. never really bought into it. And they're like, "Tell us about this game." And um, as I started describing it, you know the different races and and what you do, and they're like, "Oh, so it's kind of like Lord of the Rings." I'm like. And at this point, I didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings. I said, uh-huh. I guess. Um, and then they didn't have a problem with it. But the funny thing was is that my my grandfather, who's now 94, he's read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, including The Hobbit, I guess, um, upwards of 18 times. Wow. wow. It basically, when my mother was a teenager and she started reading it, my grandmother had heard, you know, in the Relief Society circles, oh, this, this Lord of the Rings thing. And so they're like, well, if she's going to read it, we better read it too. Yeah. Yeah. And they both got hooked. And apparently my grandmother and grandfather kept stealing the book from each other <laughs> to get further along. So... So, so I mean that—that's kind of the baseline of uh, of where that was at, and my and my grandmother was a lot more willing to talk Star Wars and and all these type of things because you know it, it, she had more time for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think in a lot of ways it was you know while my mom was working, she was she was my mom, you know, so to speak, and so she was around my friends and what we were playing and talking about, and so she always had that good understanding. I remember watching Robotech with her, like, yeah. before cool. school, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd snuggle in bed with my grandmother and we'd watch Robotech and Battle of the Planets, which, you know, Gotcha Man, I mean, like, all of the yeah. cartoons, mm-hmm. and she followed them, and she actually, I mean, she I wouldn't call her a fan of Robotech, but she remembered the storylines, and when I had my little kid gap memory of you know ADHD she could fill in the blanks of you know what happened to Roy Foker (laughs) Sarah has a funny story about my daughter that I need help with her oh my god she's four you know you've seen Lily yeah well uh, I went to go pick her up at school yesterday and I I get this little note it's taped up to her cubby I'm like oh god if there's a note that means something happened right Wait. So they don't. The, the teachers don't. They they tell ta- you they they, ta- they tell you, but sometimes like passive aggressive notes. Sometimes they're not around, and so they leave a note hands. just in case you have questions. Yeah. 
So I picked it up, and I let, oh, God, here we go. 9 of August, 2016. While getting ready to come inside from outside, two teachers informed me that Lillian yelled, Motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! And then while getting ready for afternoon play outside, Lillian was caught smacking her something in another child's face. I don't. Oh, her bum, her bum, <laughs> in another child's face. Wait, how does she? How does one smack their bum? Twerk. Are you, was she twerking or was she spanking herself? I think herself she was probably like, going like this to somebody else's face. <laughs> that sounds like a regular mm. Tuesday at my house. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's in this. Oh, she's in this weird phase, Aaron, where I can't like. I've tried everything to get her to listen to me. Like I've tried taking away privileges. I keep telling her if you don't behave, we're not going to Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Can can I can I this this may not be. Feel free to edit this out, mm-hmm. but just a question. Have you had her screen for any um, spectrum disorders? I haven't yet. That might be a good way to, okay. to go. Um, you know, it's not anything terrible or anything, but that might be able to help with a... Because it sounds like behavioral modification um, techniques is mm-hmm. what you're using as a parent there to try and change her behavior mm-hmm. are not working. And it may it it may be a number of factors um, that... that I'm not even going to pretend to know because I haven't met Lily face-to-face. Gotcha. I've just seen tons of pictures of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that might be something to look into Gosh, because... She's, she's smart as hell. It's just like, exactly. God, child, and, and <laughs> calm down. And um, it, it, it may also be that she's suffering from a sense of sensory overload load, mm-hmm. and has a hard time processing information. Um, and... You know, it's very, may have some rigidity in um, this is how things are and this is how I've interpreted it and there's nothing that you're going to do to change my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just gross speculation. No, that's no, that's good help because I, you know, maybe it's time to take her in and get her screened for sure because I'm about ready to strangle her half the time. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's normal, too. I mean, yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. done it five times over and... Why, you little... Yeah, mm-hmm. why, you little... Um, <laughs> Yeah, when when they turn blue, is it, you have to let go. <laughs> I'm just edit. Can I get an edit? <laughs> Babe. Uh, it's a good thing I'm here know. since I work in criminal defense. <laughs> they uh, they they usually turn out just fine. You know, mm-hmm. my my sister is dealt with. Um, you know, one of her kids is just in in Hawaii. We call it kolohe, mm-hmm. where it's just. They're just born troublemakers. That's just in their nature. And I'm not saying Lily. No, that's what my mom says. Is she's so much like me when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah, and it's so just like, like we call well, it. Well, it's, kar- it's karma. <laughs> it's just how they are. They just like they, they can't help it. When they see the button, they have to push, push it. it. You know those kinds of things. If they if you tell them not to eat the cookie, then that's they can become obsessed with it, and mm-hmm. that's all they can think they about. They eat the cookie, and yeah. they you, they can't just sit still and do nothing. They have to look for something to get into that they know they're not supposed to. And it's just in their nature, and and they grow out of it. Yeah. Well, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Sometimes they go to prison. Well, well I like don't I think said, she'll go to prison. <laughs> no, I like, hope not. Like, you know, <laughs> but like you know, a few days ago, chance. I was I was straightening yeah. my hair, and I had the the hot iron out, and I'm like, don't touch that, it's hot. And she's like, yeah, she touch the black, to. and then oh, she yeah. touched. It's not yeah, enough for you to tell And she burned her thumb, and I'm like, I told you so. She should be a scientist. She has to find out for herself. Yeah, Jay does it all the time. I tell him like, I'll be cooking something in the oven. I'm like, don't touch the oven. He's like. That's the oven, yeah. and 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 you know, have it, being a parent of a seven, almost eight year old, I can say that um, that may just be how she's exploring the world mm-hmm. right now. But um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it, it could be any number of factors that if she's screened sooner, mm-hmm. um, she'll 
she'll uh, she'll develop a lot better. You gotcha. know, if she just kind of knows what if she can and can't handle. You're aware of at least yeah. aware of what's going on. I mean, on. As, as somebody who was not diagnosed uh, ADHD until I was 35. Um, if I had gotten a proper diagnosis early on, I probably would have made my lo- life a lot less miserable. <laughs> How early can, can kids be diagnosed with ADHD? Yeah, there's a number of factors. Um, you know, for her, for her age, it'll be harder until um, She's probably in school. kindergarten or something like that to see how she handles. Because one thing um, worth mentioning is with my son, when he went into kindergarten, I was shocked on the first parent-teacher conference because they're like, oh, he's such a good listener, and he's so polite, and he never interrupts. And I'm mm. like, why aren't you doing that at home? <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so so that may be that may be a piece of it, too, is mm-hmm. that right now, and I hate to say, that she may not have the ins- incentive to behave mm-hmm. because the boundaries haven't been set enough that follow through i mean i'm not saying be harsh or anything like that i mean it's it's but you know kids know how to manipulate their parents especially (laughs) at her age now that's when they become like like master Master manipulators yeah like i accidentally slammed her hand in the door yesterday Mm. i'm like oh accidentally it was was an accident (laughs) she fell down the repeatedly accidentally after the note was found (laughs) and then i was like i felt so bad i took her to go get ice cream so it's like now i know every time she's she's gonna get hurt she's like can i have ice cream Yep. It's going to happen. Yeah. Pavlonian conditioning. Yep. yep. Operant conditioning. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Therapist splaining. <laughs> I'll mansplain you, you bearded bastard. <laughs> I have a question that, like, I think about this every once in a while. Uh, and it, the idea was first brought up, at, uh, I think half-jokingly, by uh, Carrie Jackson on, like, um, either Radio from Hell or Geek Show, I can't remember, Mm -hmm. but it was in regards to um, kind of like a a playful psychoanalysis you can give your child based on what superhero they they gravitate towards. (laughs) And I just want to play a game, just a hypothetical game of of what you think, like what you can tell about your child based on what what hero they they latch onto. So like Superman. Gotcha. My Um, My son loves, obsessed with Superman. He's not really. My my kids are Batman, Church of Batman all the way. But let's say Superman. Are we keeping this in? Because it, it's changed quite a bit for him. I mm-hmm. mean, like, it's it's Superman been... For soups? Well, Superman's never... It's always been Batman. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Now, now a lot well, of let's that... let's say Batman, then. It, can, that means what, he's what probably... We're, me and my wife are prone to get killed, and he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> He's going to inherit billions. No, I mean, there's a specific reason for that. Like, for his second birthday, my Mm. cousin's husband, he bought him, like, one of these little Fisher-Price Batman sets. And Mm -hmm. so that just became what he attached to. Um, He's he's a Captain America guy. Mm -hmm. And and I think think there's there's a strong pull for kind of, like, the... I think a lot of it has to do with just you know, I, when you when you work in the social services fields, it's mm-hmm. really hard to be conservative, like yeah. like socially mm-hmm. conservative. I'm shocked when I come across somebody who who succeeds at that, mm-hmm. which I question if they're succeeding or not, because you have to meet your client where they're at. But the point being is, um, you know, I'm I'm our family is very strong into social justice. Mm-hmm. And and he's always had this sense of fair play. And it's not just, you know, screaming, oh, it's not fair, mm-hmm, even though he mm-hmm. does that. 
but he, I'm, if, if a kid like one of his friends aren't being treated the same, um, you know, he's got he's got a, fair, a fairly multicultural group of friends, mm-hmm. um, and and he's kind of savvy to stuff that that I wish he wasn't. He didn't have to be savvy to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the nature of the world we live in, um, and so I, I think inherently he really connects with that overall but i th- but also you know there's a huge chunk of them too the whatever whatever superhero movie is playing right in front of him right then that's his that's favorite superhero yeah, I know with Lily, she loves Hulk because he smashes things and mm-hmm. that's that's what i ask her like why do you like hulk because he smashes yeah. things okay well the, the unicorn shadow is here today she's out there mm-hmm. playing playing video games on the couch and uh, her favorite is Hulk mm-hmm. as well. Not She-Hulk, she loves Hulk. And uh, I remember, I think I might have talked about this already on a past episode, but it's because uh, that's the, the issue that she deals with the most is anger. It's anger. And channeling that anger yeah. and like how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, that's one thing that, that, oh, we got a break coming up? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Got nope. about five minutes left. Five yeah. minutes. Okay. Okay. I, I just, I, I just start slapping yeah. while you can. Um, Shit, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a lot of people there's something empowering about the whole concept of the Hulk of you know you know no longer you know putting up with anybody's shit and mm-hmm. and and taking things into your own hand come hell or high water with the consequences but I think that's one of the biggest problems a lot of people don't look at the consequences mm-hmm. um I I, I I think that uh like the the recent DC cinematic universe has overanalyzed that and and honed in on the wrong parts of it mm-hmm. but there there would be inherently no matter who you are as a hero i mean you can look at civil the civil war movie mm-hmm. um when you stand for something or you know something is right sometimes you make compromises that normally you wouldn't make and then you're caught trying to figure out how do I, it, it, it's called cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. how do I yeah. reshape my new reality to, to fit this. what I believed before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people will always have these these blind spots. I mean, that, that was kind of like what, what um, Tony Stark kept calling Steve Rogers on is, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to Bucky, you've got this blind spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a very valid point, but, you know, we all want to go, yeah, go captain. But, I mean, if you think about it, so, so I, th- I think um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. What about Wolverine? <laughs> mine, mine was Wolverine when I was a kid. Mine was Wolverine as a teenager. Yeah, I loved Wolverine. I, I liked Wolverine, but at the same time, I wanted him to stop fucking moping around. <laughs> I thought he was the most emo character <laughs> of any of the X Men. Really? Because because he's always years. pining. He's always pining <laughs> after. He's always pining after Jean Grey. He's moping around <laughs> about Jean how which Jean Grey. Was just our announced new, for Comic Con. Our new Comic Con oh, guest okay, is Bomka Johnson. I thought it for sure it was going to be Hugh Jackman. Oh. Well. I'm sorry. No. Speaking of Jean Grey. Oh, cool. Yep. But continue. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. She was also in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. She was the one alien that uh, Captain Picard fall in love with. No, 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 no. Wait, Next Generation, Picard. She was, that's where she, one of her first things. So she worked with Patrick Stewart, and she was some oh. alien that was being handed off as a diplomatic treasure or toy and but she emotionally connected and fell in love with Picard. Wow. But then she still went and did her duty and she went and married the man she didn't want to. Mm. Oh. I was going to say I liked Wolverine cuz he's 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> 
Hugh Jackman's not 5'3". That's no. why it should have yeah. been Glenn Danzig. And, uh, <laughs> that's why it should have been me. Because Wolverine has pretty much like knives. Yeah. Schnickety, yeah. schnickety. It's the closest to a Mexican hero you can get. 5'3 yeah. <laughs> with knives. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Sarah came up with a question that I think is appropriate for, for all of our guests. Uh, what what makes you top or bottom? <laughs> answered. No. Sorry. Wait. No, you, 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 yep, you propositioned the question. That, you have to answer. Now you have to answer it. You asked the question. I think I broke. You Sarah. can't just leave it open now. Power well, oh. okay. I'm a power bottom. Um, anyway. <laughs> ah, nice. Uh, I would not have expected that. <laughs> so, uh, what makes you a geek, or what's your geek parenting philosophy? Don't fuck them up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it really, honestly, um, know which battles to pick. Mm-hmm. The thing that seems most important at that moment may not be the most important thing that you need to be clinging on to. Mm-hmm. You know how many you know how many times you had to tell them to clean their room may not be the battle that you want to fight when it comes down to you know keeping them safe. Gotcha. Excellent. Well. Do you have anything else for the geek therapist? Um, you have panels at Comic Con. Yes. I have this, six panels. This oh, episode wow. will come out before. Oh, Comic-Con. and we can officially announce it to you. Oh yeah, Geek Speed Dating, uh, Watchtower Cafe, and Geek Therapist have partnered to bring you uh, geek, spe- geek 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 dating. Geek Speed Dating. Geek, 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 geek. So um, yeah, I'll I'll be very easily found and incredibly busy. <laughs> so, what's the panel you're most excited to be on? Um, combating the stigma of mental illness in geek culture. Awesome. And what day is that one on? That one is on Friday, and I believe I don't have it in front of me. Um, it's either 10, 10 a.m. or twelve, but I'm moderating that cool. one, and I'm really excited. So okay. make sure you don't miss uh, AA Ron, the geek therapist. <laughs> It's better than Airhead. That's what I got all yeah. the time as a kid. And uh, I just gave ammunition away for free. Right. 10, 10 a.m. on the second. Thank you. And uh, and you and I have a panel together. Yeah. What, what panel is that, James? Toxic Machismo. <laughs> Saturday at uh, 7 p.m. You're gonna get all the meninists there protesting oh, yeah. you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're more. <laughs> 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 the now bring was it. Better. I I I I did. I have a sick love of sh- trashing Menemis, especially when mm. they want to pull out the social justice warrior oh. thing. I'm like, fuck they you, I'm a, I am a social justice warlord asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and James and I have a panel together. We do. That one is uh, Stay Inside, the Benefits of Kids Playing Video Games, which <laughs> it's a don't to turn your child into cl- k- blind cave fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I have, I have, I have uh, techniques that keep a healthy balance between the outside and the inside. So Cuz you, yeah. know, you don't want to be raising the next generations no. of Gollum. No. Yeah. No, well, it's hard oh, for me. I think it's hard for me and Tui to raise Gollums with our pigment pigmentation. Yeah. No, they're way too dark. <laughs> Actually, my kids are pretty white. Yeah, they are. So is mine. Skin <laughs> bleach. When, when I had to have I don't know if you you, you uh, Jay's probably not old enough yet, but uh, I've I've had to have the uh, the talk about how to behave around police officers oh, no. to keep them from getting hurt or uh, shot or anything yeah. like it sucks to have that conversation but yeah. we we've had it several times every time it's kind of and I I was telling like you are lucky that you guys look white mm-hmm. use it to your advantage yeah. yeah you you say your pleases and thank yous you be polite you use good manners speak eloquently and you know hopefully they won't take offense to that and yeah and hit you. 
Anyways, yeah, sorry, but sorry our to be a downer. But our panel, our panel is Friday the second at seven p.m. The point of that was my kids look white, <laughs> uh, and I'm also on the what? Killing Joke the panel, which I'm kind of excited about. Nice. I'm not on any panels, but you can find me. I'll be there with my daughter. She's yeah, gonna dress yeah. up as Black Widow Princess. So Princess Black Widow, yep. I love it. We'll be there, nice. and it looks amazing. It does. It was pretty fun to put. But together. yeah, your Killing Joke panel is Thursday at eight. Eight in the morning. Oh, God. I was like, I don't wake up that early. <laughs> I don't even think Panels Comic-Con don't start starts until that early. three, I think. Okay. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well. Except for the 10 a.m. one that I'm on. Oh, are you, oh yeah. they do. So yeah. you're already here. You're, you're, 10 a.m. It's okay. On Friday. Cool. Put that thing back where you found it or so help me. Because oh, yeah. I still forgot. My <laughs> <laughs> because I said so. Motherfucker. <laughs> Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.